0: What's up, guys? My name is William Wally, and this is a brand new podcast called World of Wally. I want to thank everybody that's here today. Uh, Like I said, I want to welcome everybody. This is a new podcast, so everybody listening to this is a new listener. I just had an idea that I had a lot of thoughts flowing through my head. I had friends of mine that said, man, you need to get this stuff out there. Let's see what everybody thinks about it. So I said, Okay, we'll try it. Let's see how this works out. Um, this podcast is going to be uh, a little different than most. It's not a really structured, rigid type of deal. Uh, we're kind of all over the place with it. Uh, we also will be um, influenced by questions and thoughts that are submitted by you guys. So if you guys have anything you want to hear us talk about or hear our thoughts on, come on and send it to me, man, and we'll uh, we'll try to work it into a future podcast. Uh, Broadcast. Um, some of the things we will be talking about um, over the course of the next few podcasts, especially um, topics like religion and politics, which everybody talks about. Also, sports is a big deal, so we'll be touching on sports and social media. And then there'll be that one special thing. Um, it's just everyday happening stuff that I witness, stuff that I see, stuff that absolutely blows my mind, stuff that sometimes makes me cringe. I had a couple of old friends of mine, uh, Christian Jones and Tim Gardner, they used to refer to them as Williamisms, so you might hear a few Williamisms if you listen long enough to this podcast. One thing I do want to talk about today, uh, if you're referencing this podcast in the future, the title of it is going to be Rogers and the Reckoning, and the Rogers that I'm referring to is Aaron Rogers. Um, so today, a couple of topics that I just mentioned are going to collide today, uh, sports and religion. Now, I don't know how many of you over the last few days have noticed that Aaron Rodgers has, uh, popped up on a lot of feeds, uh, especially in like Facebook and other social media outlets, um, uh, YouTube video floating around where he gave an interview on a, uh, on another podcast, um. Matter of fact, his real life girlfriend, Danica Patrick, was the one that conducted it. So, um, like I said, Facebook and YouTube kind of exploded with it. Um, it was a revelation of sorts, I guess. Um, like I said, Aaron Rodgers was the individual that was being interviewed. So, we're going to talk about that today. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is a Super Bowl champion, and he is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he was a University of Cal. Um, guy, he when he came out of college and was drafted, he, he went to the University of Cal at Berkeley, which is an extremely liberal college. So, I, I look at that and I think, you know, maybe maybe that liberal influence in college has kind of maybe kind of skewed his view a little bit. Um, you know, I don't want to blame that on the college. I don't want to blame it on his upbringing. I don't want to blame it on his parents. He just he made some comments during this interview that kind of raised the eyebrows of a few folks across the country. Like I said a few days ago, um, he was giving an interview with his real life girlfriend Danica Patrick on her podcast called Pretty Intense. He um, he made some statements that made a lot of folks kind of question where his faith or what what his how his faith at this time in his life was. Um, you know, in relationship to um, how he feels about God and about Christianity as a whole. Uh, now, his parents, uh, before we get started, his parents did in a follow-up interview, um, they were extremely upset because they feel as if the relationship which they have with him, which was already strained, That's that's, you know, a lot of folks through the media already know that they have a strained relationship. They kind of feel that, you know, their fingers are being pointed at them for not raising him in the way they should. And they wanted everybody to know, wait a minute, we raise this kid in church all the time. And then he even, in the actual interview, if you want to go back and check it out, like I said, it's uh, all you got to do is Google or go to YouTube and search under Aaron Rodgers' faith interview. I think if you put that in, it's the first name that pops up. So... He even made a statement that he was one of those kids that was, you know, the burnt toast kid on Sunday. You know, burn a piece of toast, slap some butter on it, put him in, uh, you know, put him in the car, take him to church. So he admitted in the interview that he did go to church quite a bit as a a youth. It was more of of a ritual of sorts. It wasn't, he was there and that's about it. Now he did make... reference in the interview that he gave that as he became an older you know a high school age he had the opportunity he had a young man uh, a minister that came into his life that made faith and religion and god and christ made all that stuff more interesting and more fun it was a very fun experience for him coming up and then, of course, like I said, after that high school experience, he went on to college. He went to community college at um, Butte Community College, and then on to University of California, Berkeley. And like I tell a lot of folks, you know, that's, that's, college is a place that where a lot of young Christians, they walk into a battlefield that they're not expecting to walk into at that point, and that's what happens. They walk into a situation to where they have no idea. What they're walking into, they can be warned, but they don't really believe it until they walk into a classroom and they're they're ambushed by you know a professor that has very solid ideas on what exactly they want to try to get across. It's got nothing to do with whatever class they're teaching. they have certain ideologies and certain beliefs that they try to i don't want I't say force upon their students. But let's use the word infuse. They try to infuse their beliefs on the students that they come in contact with. So that could be some of the comments that he made in this interview about his faith. You know, maybe that's where the disconnect maybe could have possibly started. You know, I I don't know. I'm not inside his head. But, you know, that's... That's kind of from hearing the interview and reading some of the transcripts, that's kind of what makes me believe that that could be where the disconnect possibly could have started. All right, like I said, let's let's jump into the interview real quick. Some some stuff that he said that uh, on actual, some quotes that he made that you need to hear so you'll have some context about what I'm talking about. He was being interviewed by his real-life girlfriend, Danica Patrick, on her podcast, Pretty Intense. And this is a quote that he made during the interview. He said he stated, I don't think it is very welcoming talking about religion. He said it can be used as a crutch. It can be something that people have to have to make themselves feel better. Because it's sort of binary. You know, it's a us and them. It's a saved and unsaved. It's heaven and hell. It's enlightened and heathen. It's holy and righteous, or sinner and filthy. I think that makes a lot of people feel better about themselves. You know, they say, oh, I've got Jesus, and I'm saved, and I'm going to heaven. You know, there's only 144,000 of us going even though there's like seven billion people on the planet. I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent omnipotent excuse me omnipotent, not omnipotent omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this I read that, actually I heard that originally and then I went back and I read the transcript And, you know, some of the statements he made, you know, it's, I think a lot of people in this world have that mentality. Christians or non-Christian, you know, believers or non-believers, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of have those thoughts or those doubts. I do know, well, first of all, let me qualify what I'm about to say. I, and if you'll ask any friend of mine, I am a huge Packers fan. And I am a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. You know, I a few years back, I actually got the opportunity to uh, to actually sit and have an extended conversation with not only Aaron Rodgers, but also his parents. Uh, it was a, after a sporting event that that I was my company was actually working, and they had to hide out in my office until you know the crowd kind of subsided because. You know he's kind of a big thing, so so anyway, like I said he they, they hung out in my office, we chatted, uh we talked about all kind of things now, one thing we didn't talk about was God or Jesus, or anything remotely religious. We talked about football, we talked about his draft night, I told him I remembered vividly him sitting in the green room waiting to be drafted uh you know twiddling his thumbs and thinking man when's this gonna happen um he was a fantastic guy um matter of fact he's one of the most personable individuals that i'd ever come in contact with you know in that kind of you know star mentality that he has he was like i said he was fantastic his parents were amazing um matter of fact i joked that um and my family knows this i make the joke all the time every time i see him hey there's my bff when i see him on television or whatever and uh you know my my family's they're sick of hearing it by now but i do love to make that joke about it because like i said you know we we did spend a significant amount of time after that event and uh i had like i said i had a great time we got along great um he gave me a shout out you know a couple of weeks later on his radio show it was a highlight for me for sure i also got a chance to talk to his parents his parents were amazing people you know i i didn't question if they were christian or if they were a non-believer they just they just exuded um a very caring giving couple and you know I just like i said I I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with them. Also, I actually even got a, a Christmas card from his mother. Um, like a like six weeks later, it was you know was, the season was winding down and it was Christmas time. I actually got a Christmas card from his his uh, Aaron Rodgers mother, which I thought was amazing. I I still have that somewhere. But anyway, like I said, after having that conversation with them, I would have never thought from talking to them that I would even need to talk to them about anything remotely religious. They just seemed or they put on the appearance that they were, you know, a Christian couple. He gave me no reason to believe Rogers I'm talking about that he didn't, you know, that he had any kind of faith issue or he questioned his faith in any way. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That was that was a few years back. Now, saying all that, A lot of the stuff he said in the first part of his interview, I absolutely 100% agree with. For example, first, I I do agree, like I said, with a large portion of the first part of that proclamation he made during that interview. Um, Religion and the church can be at times very intimidating, and it's not very welcoming. Now, you know, the church or the people... You know, when a, a lot of folks confuse church, church is not a building. Church is the actual people that meet inside the building. Uh, I tell people all the time when they use the term religion, the biggest issue with Christianity today is religion. Religion gets in the way of the actual message that Christianity is trying to give people like I said, it can be, religion and the church can be very intimidating, and it is, at a lot of times it's not very welcoming. Now the church should be a welcoming place. It should be that place for healing for broken people, because that's what the church is supposed to do. It's supposed to take in folks that are broken, folks that are that are at some of their lowest points. That's what they're supposed to do. Like I said, the biggest issue though is they don't—they're not a place of healing for broken people. They end up being a social club for saints. There's a huge amount of hypocrisy in a church, so I can see where he would make that statement because he's probably somewhere in his past he's been exposed to it, and it's just resonated with him. Now, there there've been plenty. Of examples during my Christian walk that I've witnessed, and ashamedly at times I've participated in just these activities. You know where he talks about um, saved and unsaved, heaven and hell, enlightened and heathen. You know and then the holy and righteous versus the sinner and the filthy. Here's the problem: that us versus them mentality. Just because you're saved does not make you any better than anybody else that you come in contact with in this world. The biggest issue is is the us, the saved individuals, are just that, they're saved. They know they have something beyond their physical death. They know they have an eternity waiting beyond physical death. What we should do as a Christian people, we should be Telling everyone about this and not hiding it like it's like it's some type of special gift that only we get to have. It's a special gift, okay, but it's supposed to be shared with everybody. Everybody should have that opportunity. And you know why they should? Because they do. The biggest issue is, is we don't want to share it at times. We get very greedy, very selfish with it. um, I mean, I can see, like I said, where he formulated these attitudes. I can also see where he might think that these established parallels might make people feel better about themselves. That's a big deal. Christian folks, whether they want to admit it or not, sometimes use the separation between saved and unsaved in an effort to make them feel better and to make other people feel worse now you say why would you say that well it's very simple somebody that's saved and is very guarded against that fact and doesn't open themselves up and share with those that are unsaved about the troubles that they had pre-salvation to let these people that are not saved understand where these original people that are saved came from That's what it is. It's all about feeling better. And I don't want to give up that feeling good mentality. It's just like folks that are hooked on drugs. They feel good for a moment, but it doesn't last forever. So, you know, it's, I don't want to say Christianity sometimes is used like a drug because, you know, that's the wrong mentality to have. When you are saved, you're saved forever. It's not a quick hit, a quick high and move on. It's, you know, it's forever. So, you know, we need to be a more a more caring and a more open people, I guess, would be the best way to explain the whole us versus them. There should never be an us versus them when it comes to anything. Not only religion, but race and, and you know nationality. It none of that should play in. It should be us, all of us, regardless of our situation. But like I said, I can see from his past, things that he'd probably come in contact with, situations he'd been put in, um, ideas that had been placed in his head that, that have resonated with him. So I can see where he might formulate that mentality. Now, here's the deal. After that point in his interview, the quoted information I just read, here's where he and I differ. He... Has espoused this condemnation from God, and he is adamant about it. I mean, he he mentions it multiple times in the second part of of his interview. He talks about um, God's condemnation against the masses, about how uh, how this God, and he doesn't, and he refers to God not as the all powerful and only God. He talks about him as just another God, so that's the concerning part for me when I hear I I hear what he's saying, and it alarms me. But you know that's what I'm saying. It's this this is the kind of guy that if somebody could get through to him and kind of clear up some of the questions he has, he could be one of those people. He could be, for example, he could be a Kanye West type. Who in the world would have thought? six months or a year ago that Kanye West would suddenly come to a relationship with Christ and be able to affect so many young people in such a positive way. That's the kind of situation Aaron Rodgers could be in. But like I said, I differ with him about the condemnation against the masses like he espouses. Um, You know, there's example after example within God's Holy Word, the Bible, that gives evidence of the opportunity God provides every human on this planet. All seven plus billion like he talked about. Here's here's the, the biggest takeaway that I wish that I I wish Aaron was sitting here across the table from me as I'm as I'm speaking so we could converse on this issue. Like I said, there's example after example that gives the for God gives the opportunity for everybody to have a relationship with Him. Um, that's the problem is instead of the life that we're living, just merely existing, replace that life with everlasting life. When I say everlasting life, that's far beyond the physical death that every one of us will experience but that next step for those that are saved that after physical death what's going to happen that that forever that glory land experience that you hear some folks talk about the actual walk with Christ beyond when you leave this earth that's what if I could sit across from him that's what I wish I could convey to him that everlasting life option is a simple decision You have to follow God through admission of being a sinner. You have to believe that there's only one true God. And you have to confess your past and your current transgressions or your sins against God and the life he expects believers to live. That's what I wish I could kind of pass on to him. Now granted, that's just a snapshot of the relationship that you can have through Christ or he could have through Christ. But you know everybody here listening to this podcast you know gets the general idea of what I'm trying to convey. There's one thing I do wish and I've, I've talked to this about this a few you know a few minutes ago way back then, those years back where I had the opportunity to sit across the table from him or sit in my office with him. I do wish that I would have taken that opportunity to talk to Aaron and his parents, and and anybody else that was in the room. I wish I'd had taken that opportunity to talk to him about Jesus when I had that chance. But I was caught up in that whole world mentality. You know, like most folks, when you get caught up in the world, believer or non-believer, when you get caught up in that world and you are, you know, I had the opportunity to present Christ to him and what did I do? I stood there and I talked about everything but Jesus. I talked about everything but a relationship that He could have with Christ because an earthly idol stood before me. You know, another star, a celebrity. And that's something we get caught up in all the time, guys. Doesn't matter if you're the most famous person in the world. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or you're the janitor to local high school. Each person, Counts. The same. And that's what I you know, that's that's an issue that a lot of us get caught up in, and that's something that I hope that each and every one of us could work daily to try to get away from. Importance of people, no matter what your status is. But hey guys, that's just my thoughts on this matter. I do hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and I invite each and every one of you back for the next one. Until next time, Wally out.